Welcome to this episode of SDI Encounters, a podcast from SDI, the home of spiritual companionship. I'm Matt Whitney. Perhaps this goes without saying, but all of us dream multiple times a night. Some of us are more attuned to our dreams than others, with myself admittedly being one who historically has not been very attuned to my own dreams. Yet anecdotally, I've heard of people having more recollection of their dreams and much more vivid dreams during this time of pandemic. And my anecdotal recalling is backed up by recent news articles on the increased reporting of vivid dreams and their unusual content during this time of coronavirus. I've included links to a few of these articles in the podcast notes. So it's with a good deal of relevance and personal curiosity that I spoke with Amy Curran, a certified DreamWork facilitator. You can learn more about her work at her website, www.innerdreamwork.com. If you are someone who has been dreaming more vividly lately, or are a spiritual companion looking for ways to explore dreams with the people that you work with or meet with, then this episode has a lot of practical advice and tools for you to begin working with dreams. Amy, thank you for joining us for this conversation. I wonder if you could share a little bit about the spiritual companioning work that you do and what that looks like in the context of dream work. Sure, thank you, Matt. Well, um, dream work uh, for me has always been a, uh, a connection to spirit, um, a connection to my higher source through accessing that connection through dreams and being um, aware of when I am getting um, sort of a download from the spirit, and uh, I have used my dreams to to guide me through uh, uh, trying times. Um, I've I've used my dreams uh, to ask for specific guidance around uh, difficult uh, situations. Uh, if I'm not sure which direction to go, um, spirit in my dream uh, tends to tends to direct me. Um, if I'm if I'm if I show up and I'm um, ready to listen, mm-hmm. I I'm gonna confess to you that I'm a little bit ignorant about dream work and but I will say that and I will also say a couple of things that I'm not I've never considered myself a dreamer. Uh, I mean we all have dreams, right? And obviously some of us are just maybe more cognizant of them than others or remember them more than others. I understand that. But recently I've been more aware of the dreams that I'm having and I remember them more vividly uh, than I normally do. Can you uh, share just a little bit about like what dream work is? And, And you mentioned some things around like, downloads from the spirit and uh, and I just wonder um, this is this is my podcasty way of like around about coming to my actual question well, let me let me take a couple pieces of that uh, I heard you saying 
um, that you don't know much about dream work and that you don't consider yourself a prolific dreamer. Of course, everybody dreams. We each have between six and eight dreams a night, uh, depending on how uh, complete our sleep is uh, during those REM times, of course. But uh, um, in terms of how to access the dreams, and dream work is certainly a, one way to do that. And I'll explain that in a minute. But, um, but just a couple of basic uh, things to know about um, how to have those dreams um, come to you more easily. Um, if you were to um, uh, have a dream journal next to your bed, you could uh, wake up with the thought that you'd had your dream and um, write it down, uh, even if there are pieces of it that that uh, just come come to mind because often we can go back to those journals and more will come up in our waking life uh, around the dream, um, just uh, with a snippet of a dream. Dream work helps us um, continue to have a relationship with the dream in our waking life. So uh, with dream work, I have group, uh, facilitate group uh, dream work uh, sessions. And I can also work one-on-one -on -one with, with folks who, who want to explore uh, their dream personally with me. But uh, by doing that, again, we're, we're, we're giving the dream attention, the attention it needs um, in order to reveal itself uh, to us and have, uh, uh, have a dialogue with it and see where, where it takes us, um, see what connections we can make from the dream images and the emotions that it brings up and connect them to our waking life. Mm. Okay, that's, that's super helpful, thank you. And I, I hear a lot of ways in which you are being a spiritual companionship in that, that you're doing group dream work and you are offering one-on-one -on -one dream work. But you also said something interesting to me around maintaining a relationship with the dream itself. Can you talk about that relationship? Is it the relate? Is it the dream? Like, it's almost like treating the dream as a being in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. So the dream wants to be revealed, right? It it mm. wants. It's part of what we don't know in our unconscious mind, in our sleeping mind. Mm. Um, but it it's also wanting to have a relationship with you. Um, and uh, once you start paying attention to it, it's like a practice. Uh, anytime um, you, you start uh, focusing on something and working on something, you get better at it. So um, that's, uh, that's the understanding around dream work. The more you relate with your dream, the more you, um, you connect with, with the dream and learn ways to look at the imagery and uh, the emotions that come up um, through working with a dream worker or with a group, which um, really is great because it offers you different perspectives on your dream through dream projection. And it gives the dreamer a chance to hear those dreams from other people who are projecting onto your dream um, the way they would see your dream play out if it were their dream. So um, the dreamer then can uh, take notes um, from the group's projections and then come back to the group and, and dialogue with the group um, about um, their experience, having heard different 
aspects of their dream being played out in different ways. So uh, it's, it's a very creative practice. Um, it's playful. Um, it's imaginary. Uh, it's it's kind of like a daydream, really, when you're in a, a group doing dream work. Why is it important for us to pay such close attention to our dreams? I mean, being admittedly ignorant of dream work, you know, I've had vivid dreams where I wake up and I'm like, huh, that's weird. But I don't necessarily give it more attention than that. Yeah. And yeah. why why is it important for one to sort of take the next step and be like, okay, I need to unpack this and discern the meaning and, mm-hmm. and all of that? Well, the dream might continue to show up um, repeatedly in what we call a reoccurring dream um, that will just keep reoccurring until we start looking at at that dream. Why do people need to look at their dreams? Why for instance, am I compelled to look at a dream or somebody who comes to me and wants to uh, start exploring their dreams? Um, because you quickly see the connection between your waking life and your, your dream life. And, um, and a dream doesn't present itself the way we look at life. Um, it it uh, presents itself in a metaphor or a dream pun or some sort of creative way of going about um, making a connection with something in our, our waking life. So dreams aren't straightforward and they are, they're like a puzzle. They, uh, they need to be sort of fit together. I don't know if I answered your question. But yeah. yeah. We are, we're kind of dancing around the source of our dreams, but the, the sense that something important is being communicated to us you you spoke of the recurring or the reoccurring dream or the reoccurring image that you know something it's almost like someone is sort of telling you over and over hey pay attention to this mm-hmm. how do you understand like who is the i don't want to say the being but is it is it our is it our subconscious is it is it our psyche is it is it god is it some like some divine other um who who is communicating and maybe who is not the right term for this but what is communicating yes because the dreams come from they come from within so um, dreams are a part of us um they're not uh, anybody else's thoughts or ideas they're our ideas our thoughts and so they do come from a, a deep place within our psyche. And they're uh, given sort of the opportunity, they will come, um, come up. And not every dream is important. You were asking about how the, the dream, um, we have all kinds of uh, dreams and some of them are um, sort of um, just residual from our day that uh, might come into, um, into play in a dream that maybe aren't significant. Um, but when, it, when you wake up and you have a dream that uh, just ke- it keeps with you the whole day, it's something you can't get out of your mind or you, know, you keep seeing things in your daily life that remind you of the dream that keep you coming back to that dream. Those are the kinds of dreams that really are asking for our attention. Nightmares are another um, you know, scary <laughs> reaction to to nightmares most people have and most people aren't very interested in exploring their nightmares but when when we do we discover they're not so scary (laughs) that they're they're again they're there to try to reassure us and um 
find solutions to, to problems. I, uh, I know that um, Jeremy Taylor, who who's a notable um, dream worker, um, he says that dreams do come to us in, in health and wholeness or to heal and to create wholeness in our life. And that's really the, the, the root of, of the dream is to create wholeness and healing. Mm, that's beautiful. Like source, you know, um, God, um, uh, it wants, it wants us to pay attention. It wants us to, um, create a relationship with it. I like creating a relationship, um, with, with, uh, with God or anyone else that we have a relationship of a higher, higher being. Mm, love that. Yeah. You're in relationship with that higher being or higher power, but it's, mm -hmm. it's coming, it's emanating from within. It is sort of non-dually like other and in within. That's a, a really fascinating relationship. SDI's group spiritual direction package with Dr. Diane Millis will include four 90-minute sessions over Zoom, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, starting May 12th. Our time together will include centering in shared silence, group spiritual companioning in groups of four, and collective reflection and meditation. You can expect to gain familiarity and experience practicing a specific approach to group spiritual companioning, Diane's 444 method. Join us and co-create an occasion for community building in this period of social distancing and increase our sense of solidarity and service as spiritual caregivers in these uncertain times. Spots are limited, so register now at sdistore.org. It's interesting that you brought up nightmares and that even nightmares are, are productive. Um, yes. So. And nightmares for me are so weird because you wake up really afraid and you're not really sure why. It's almost like the thing that you are afraid of in the dream is not really scary, like, you know, zombies, right? Like if I have a dream of, or of being chased, you know? Uh -huh. uh, I don't know why I thought of those because those are two things I have nightmares about. <laughs> and I don't normally think about them, right? But I wake up and I'm like, Ugh. Who's chasing me? Like the feeling of being chased, right? And mm -hmm. uh, you're saying that there's that that source or being is of spirit is is still c communicating to us through those experiences and through those feelings. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, we as children, I think we have more tend to have more nightmares, and um, for children, they're real. And uh, they wake up and they're not sure if they're in a, a dream still or if, you know, uh, your kids come running to your bedroom and you comfort them and you say it was just a dream and then they relax. And, um, but, but those images are real to them. And um, I, th I th think that if we as parents even have more of a working relationship uh, with the dream and um, take sort of that fear out of out of it um, by by discussing 
our children's dreams with with them. Um, it can it can help both parties really, um, because there's something that's not right in the in that's going on in waking life that's causing this sort of disruptive dream pattern of of nightmares and um, and uh, a lot of times when you when you talk about a nightmare it'll just diffuse the whole issue whatever it was you don't even have to understand what the issue was but when talking to a child about nightmares um will just dissolve the 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 fear without really coming to a solution does that make sense um, oh, yeah. as to what the dream was about but just talking about it will help diffuse the the fear mm -hmm. you know what i hear is validating like validating the experience of the dream exactly. Our dreams uh, de definitely do need validating, <laughs> even even the weird ones, <laughs> yeah. even the ones that uh, we can make no sense out of. Uh, those are those are more interesting to me than than the real straightforward mundane dreams are ones that don't uh, offer any interesting intrigue. A dream is like a actually like a movie, um, and the dreamer is the director, and uh, we do get to play with. Um, the dream like we are the director. Uh, the characters that we choose to um, pull into our dream are um, our dream characters that are, are there to help us figure things out. And we've chosen them specifically for this, for this movie, for this dream. Hmm. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can have some fun with that. Yeah, I can imagine. It's, uh, it's interesting to think of you of, as being the director of all these movies happening in your head and you know the dire a director is a creator and an artist in their own rights and they are pro projecting voice you know um, messages and meanings into their craft uh, so I, I love the the idea that each dream is is maybe a movie that my own psyche or god or source is is helping me to kind of knit together mm -hmm. mm. weave together mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a weave. It's a dance. Uh, Co-directing. Co <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so what? how do you approach dream work? Like if someone comes to you and wants to work with you, maybe you could outline roughly what that process looks like. And then I would love to, uh, if you were willing to maybe share a couple of simple ways that somebody can begin to work with their dreams. So maybe the... There's the, you know, someone like me who's like, wow, I had a dream and that's weird. How might I begin to be in relationship with the dream? Mm -hmm. And what are next steps that I might take with a dream worker such as yourself? So we, we all have these very basic tools and abilities to um, begin to have this relationship with our dreams. And... Um, I think I mentioned uh, before that um, dream journal next to your bed mm. is, is is something that um, is is easy to use if uh, if you wake up and uh, have something to write with and um, scribble out the dream um, and and then um, you've got something on paper that you can go back to and play with a little bit um, if you've not experienced Experience dream work, then you will want to get um, in touch with somebody who can help you go deeper with the dream and understand um, what it's telling you. So that would that would be probably 
definitely one thing to have a, a journal next to your bedside. Um, and also if you're not interested in writing the dream um, or you're too lazy, you wake up and you wanna go back to sleep, um, grab two or three things image-wise or feeling-wise in the dream to allow you to recall that in the morning. So just commit that to memory, fall back to sleep, and then write in the morning, which is usually works better for me because uh, I don't want to wake up my partner, uh, my husband. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing you can do um, without the use of a dream worker or a group, a dream group, um, you can you can start talking to people about your dream um, and and see where it goes. Uh, I often do that with with friends and my husband, and he's. Uh, He's great. I'll just uh, talk to him in the morning about my dream. And now he knows, you know, <laughs> he's going to be <laughs> telling me what he thinks about my dream and, and vice versa. Um, mm. So be in relation with your dream through discussing it uh, with, with other people. It activates it. Mm. It brings it out to, the, to, to our conscious uh, waking life. But going deeper with the dream, I think um, to find somebody in your community who can, um, uh, who, who has dream groups um, going that can, um, that you can uh, explore um, yourself in that sort of capacity, working with other people who, who know more about the dream and, and how to go deeper. Um, with myself, I also provide one-on-one -on -one, uh, dream work virtually so that's that's an option if you don't live near me <laughs> cool and then if if someone say a spiritual director or a spiritual companion is meeting working with someone and someone brings dreams to them what might be an entry way for listening to somebody's dreams so or this can be as simple as your partner uh, you know, when you wake up, you know, if, if my wife shares a dream with me, how might I listen well for, for what is being shared? Uh, um, probably by using very similar techniques um, that you're used to using as a spiritual uh, director. Listening and then um, rephrasing the dream or um, saying uh, that you, you understand the dream to be um, such and such, and um, asking about the the feel, the, the emotional feel of the dream, and and how how that dreamer is connecting to the dream emotionally. Was there fear? Was there anxiety? And then asking the dreamer, well, where did that fear or anxiety come from? Do you think um, in the dream it showed up this way, but perhaps there's something in your waking life that you're experiencing those same feelings around. And it's, it's interesting how very quickly those dream emotions will connect to something in our waking life that, um, that then we can connect with and begin to talk about. Yeah, that's really helpful. So if I, you know, hypothetically were being chased by zombies in a dream, you know, I could ask myself, you know, where do I feel like I'm being chased or... How does one feel when being chased? What's chasing me in real life? What's what's... Me? Always to go back to that question, a question. So a good example, um, somebody uh, having a zombie chase you in a dream. Um, well, where is it chasing you? Is it um, 
are, are you running? Are you, are you driving? Are you biking? Mm. Um, and um, is it catching up to you? And have you looked back to see in, in your dream um, who it is that's chasing you? And you might be very surprised to find out that it's really not a zombie. It happens to be something else that has come up in your waking life that, um, that is chasing you, sort yeah. of uh, yeah. connecting those metaphors around um, those double meanings on, on the dream uh, to, to what's going on in waking life. Yeah. So the zombie is not the zombie. It's uh, zombie is not the zombie. Zombie something. is something else. But yeah. yeah, talking talking to those dream characters too. You know, if you if you were to ask that zombie what uh, why it was chasing you, you know, become the zombie, so to speak, and um, see what the zombie has to say. Uh, we mm-hmm. can we can also connect with with that uh, that being, and then it doesn't become so scary. Wow, interesting. Well, what if it sounds like? I mean, this is this is just true. Um, people are having a lot of vivid dreams around COVID nineteen and coronavirus. Is there anything that you can share around that, or that you would like to speak to uh, in regards to this season that we're in? Yeah, well, it is a season, all right. We're uh, we're all sheltering in and um, being very vigilant around um, our movement and our connections with other human beings and our, our cleanliness. Um, so of course these themes are showing up on a collective level um, in our dreams. And um, I have uh, been working um, dreams for clients who have uh, had uh, recurring themes um, of cleaning or bugs or fire or uh, being in close proximity to people um, or food dreams. You know, I mean, this all makes sense because we're collectively um, experiencing these, these changes, these dramatic shifts in our uh, way of moving in, in waking life. Um, And so our dreaming life is trying to make sense of all this and um, and come up with solutions. Uh, I had a dream the other night about um, being invited to a slumber party, <laughs> and a friend uh, had a bunch of girlfriends over in my dream, and I'm bringing my plate of food um, down to the circle around a fire, and um, everyone's touching shoulder to shoulder, and they had one spot for me in the circle for me to slide into, and I thought, well, how am I going to slide into this? Um, circle around this fire with all these women touching each other and I did it Um, but I I was reluctant in my dream but the the coronavirus theme didn't come up in my head but but this notion of getting close to people and touching shoulder to shoulder um, was was very apparent in my dream and I was trying to figure out how I was going to fit into this circle shoulder to shoulder. And of course we wouldn't be doing that now, would we? So I was as though the dream wanted me to have that experience um, in my dream because I wasn't getting it. I was being deprived of it in my waking life. I am being deprived of it, that, that human connection. So. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's powerful. I would love to keep just talking about that dream. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. And I had another dream. Uh, remember the, 
the visual of the virus itself with all those little red dots on it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that I was even aware of that um, that image um, maybe six weeks ago, and had a very short calm snippets of a dream uh, where a woman was. Um, looking at me, she had a bunch of red dots on her face. And um, I was concerned. I said, what's on your face? And the woman got very embarrassed and she rubbed off the dots onto her hand. And then I looked at her hand and went, those are on your hand and they look like raspberries. <laughs> and then she started eating them off of her hand. Oh my. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and I woke up thinking, what was that all about? And um, later that day, shared it with someone who said, well, that's, that sounds like the, the actual virus, um, what they're showing it to look like with the little red dots in this sort of circular pattern. Yeah. Did you know you're right? And so that's been a dream that I've been very uh, interested in going deeper with. Um, yeah, it conjures up a lot of feelings for me. Uh, I mean, it sounds gross, you know, like to see somebody doing that. It's like, ew. And thoughts on cleanliness and being, you know, having it or not having it or yes. being, clean being ashamed or, of it. Yeah. The shame. Your face and. Mm making it go away and but this whole notion of touching your face too which again uh, six weeks ago when I had the dream was was really not an issue and we hadn't gotten up to speed on on um you know the the hand sanitizing and the face touching and so it was quite interesting yeah yeah it also makes me think of my son you know who might like sneeze into his hand and I'll be like gross like go wash your hand and then he'll just like rub it on his pants leg and I'm like no that's worse <laughs> there's no shame there he's just no shame he's just trying to get me off his back <laughs> we're all a little paranoid now yeah and and it's uh, I think that um these dreams coming coming up in the collective now around the coronavirus are exacerbated so if you've got a lot of fear around cleanliness then yeah you're going to have a cleaning dream dream <laughs> it's going to be really stressful um but again we have these opportunities to even work these dreams and to to find um sort of a sense of balance again and equilibrium around yeah that's what i hear Mm -hmm. mm, very much so. Like if, if I'm obsessed about cleanliness and I have a dream about cleaning, it invites me, it gives me the opportunity to sort of step outside of myself and analyze that aspect. Something that is, you know, less healthy to be obsessed about, like is disarmed a little bit. Um, yeah. And that brings up a good point too about dreams. I think, um, you know, dreams can really be beneficial um, to somebody going through something, right? And um, uh, a lot easier to access than, say, what's really going on in our life, if that makes sense. So a dream might present something to the dreamer, and it may lead to something that's going on in their life that then they're able to discuss in a group or with a dream worker one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and it, it, there's, there's this sort of it's, it's an easier way to access the psyche sometimes than, mm. I mean, I hesitate to say like talk therapy or, 
um, something more traditional, right? Because mm -hmm. um, it's it's not as it's not it doesn't dreams don't seem like they're as much of a threat, not initially. Yeah. yeah. You know, most most people say, oh, that was such a weird dream, and they tell me the dream, and I think, yeah, <laughs> if we could only go deeper, <laughs> you know, um, dreams can be uh, fun to to dissect and to explore to see yeah. where they go. Well, yeah, you you spoke too about just the the level of creativity involved with engaging with our dreams, and that might be a it sounds like just maybe a more gentle way for some of us to access some of these inner aspects of ourselves uh, in a way that is maybe more disarming and a little less intimidating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but there are times when when uh, dreams are not. Uh, are, are bring up something deep seated in in the dreamer, and they uh, they do need to seek um, psychological counseling um, mm. to to process those dreams. And it's a it's a tool. It's a tool for um, a lot of counselors and people in that clinical field. Certainly, spiritual um, directors. I know um, of many that that use uh, dream work as a, as a tool. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's something that I'm learning as a spiritual guide and something that spiritual directors do a lot of work around, which is when does this cross from being matters of the spirit to being matters of mental health? Or where does my, where does my expertise end and somebody else's expertise begins? So that's a good clarification. It, it is something that we um, practitioners have to be very aware of in both in professions. Uh, because uh, there does come a point when, um, you know, the individual isn't able to deal with it adequately um, or, the, or the practitioner isn't, I should say, and that they would want to refer the dreamer to a, um, you know, clinical psychiatrist or therapist. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are my questions, Amy. Is there anything that you would like to share that we haven't talked about? Dream work is a practice. And the more uh, we tend to our dreams, the more they'll reveal to, to us. And that dreams are individual to us. And they are about us and no one else. <laughs> mm. Well, Amy, where can people find you if they're interested in taking some next steps with their dreams and doing some work with you? Hmm. Well, they can find me on Bainbridge Island in the state of Washington. Um, I have uh, local uh, dream groups here um, in my studio, um, small groups of five to six individuals. Uh, we meet once to twice uh, a month. And you can also find me on my website, um, and I'm happy to explore your dreams one-on-one. -on -one. Um, my website address is www.innerdreamwork.com. So I hope you've learned something today about dream work and hopefully something that you can apply to your own dreams. Amy invited me to share a dream with her and to go through her dream work process, which I agreed to and did, and we recorded the sharing of my dream, which really was a spiritual companioning process. That conversation will be released in our next episode of SDI Encounters, 
So if you want to listen to me go into the fishbowl of dream work and interpretation, you'll want to check that out. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us share and spread the word about the life-giving practice of spiritual companionship, you can help us out by subscribing to this podcast through your favorite app. You could give us a like or even write us a review. Thank you for listening. This is Matt Whitney with Spiritual Directors International. Thanks again for listening. Your time and your presence here are deeply appreciated. If you liked this show and would like us to continue making them, please do subscribe now while it's fresh on your mind. Also, we would love to hear from you, so please feel free to send in your comments and suggestions to the email address podcast at sdiworld.org. To learn more about spiritual companionship and ways that you can plug in and join our community, visit us at our website at www.sdiworld.org.